0: Now, Del Monte Foods brings you a world of adventure with... Rocky Jordan. (laughs) I realize, Mr. Jordan, that this is a rude and bewildering awakening for you at 4 a.m. But please try to excuse my little joke.
1: It was a smooth voice, and it came from the deep shadows of the room. I couldn't see him, but I could smell him. The reek of the cheap perfume he wore filled my room. This, I grant
0: Mr. Jordan, is an unusual way for us to meet. But then, as you shall see, our business is unusual, too. Who are you? What are you doing here? Please, one question at a time. My name is Max Scarbo. Get out of here. But, Mr. Jordan, we've scarcely begun our talk. We've ended it.
1: Now get out.
0: No, her. do not get out of bed. Though you may not see it, I hold a gun in my hand... So you will have to have this talk with me whether you wish it or not. Now relax yourself and pay close attention. And I must warn you, if you become too restless, I shall be forced to squeeze the trigger. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Yes, Del Monte. The best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world takes you now to the Café Tambourine in Cairo, gateway to the ancient East, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan story, Shakedown.
1: But it started in a hurry with the clanging of my alarm clock, the reek of a cheap cologne, and a smooth voice coming at me from the shadows of my bedroom. He had said his name was Max Scarbo, and he wanted to talk. And he held a gun, so I let him talk.
0: I am the kind of person you might consider scum, for I'm the kind of person who, for money, hires himself out to do the most revolting of jobs.
1: Turn on the lights so I can uh, see That you. would
0: be unwise. I have not come to be seen, simply to be heard. So I continue. I am scum. I have no principle. Morals is nothing more than a word to me. You're
1: making this sound like a true confession.
0: I am desirous only that you grasp the full implication of my character. Now I ask you this question. You know the name Emil Wellman? Wellman? Ah, recognition, but why not? Was Emil Wellman not the man you and you alone were responsible for committing for 15 years to the Federal Penitentiary of Leavenworth... For acts of espionage against your country. Oh, your information's a little off,
1: Scarbo. I was one
0: of the witnesses against him. A point over which we shall not quibble. Now, Emil Wellman was released from prison in November of 1949 and deported from the United States. Since then, he has actively taken up a cause which has interested him for some time. The cause is to avenge himself against you. Oh, it's beginning to clear. Yes, I thought it would. Thus, Emil Wellman has engaged me for the sum of 5,000 American dollars to kill you. Ah, you're drunk. Don't make a move out of that bed. Get
1: out of here before... Well, you have got a
0: gun. The mirror may be mended. It is not so easy with a human life.
1: What do you want exactly?
0: Well, it has occurred to me that if your death is worth 5,000 American dollars to Emil Wellman, your life should be worth, shall we say, 10,000 American dollars to you. Oh, it's a shakedown. Oh, it's not that at all. It's a business arrangement. I am selling you life for $10,000. And if I don't take? I shall sell Emil Wellman death for $5,000. Now, Mr. Jordan, I realize it much too early in the morning for you to reach a clear decision on so vital an issue. So I shall give you the rest of the day to think it through. We shall meet this evening. I do hope you will not disappoint me. For though I am scum... I would prefer not to have to kill you. Oh, and besides, $10,000 is twice as good as five. It's yes, a matter of simple arithmetic. Well, I must go, Mr. Jordan. Now, please lie face down on the bed and do not rise until you've counted to 20. That will enable me to leave by the window as I arrived and not be seen by you. Goodbye. And uh, let us hope our next meeting will be as pleasant as this one. <laughs>
1: Scarbo slipped away quietly, and some moments later, I lit a cigarette, looked at the shattered mirror, smelled his pungent cologne, and began to think of Emil Wellman. It all came back to me in a hurry. I had done a job for G2. Emil Wellman was a German agent gathering information on new weapons. I was a go-between who had sold him phony documents which had tripped him. But I asked myself, was revenge in Wellman's book? Was Scarbo kidding, or wasn't he? I decided to see if I could find out. So at 9.30, I was at the American Consul's office talking to Fred Masterson. Sure, Rock. I'll give you a hand if I can. What is it you want? I, uh, wonder if you could check on a man named Emil Wellman. He went into Leavenworth in 42. Uh, I heard he was deported from the United States in 49. I'd like to know where he was deported to and what's known about his whereabouts and activities now. I'd appreciate a cable. Well, you are in a hurry. Uh, gotta be. Okay, I'll get to it right away. Oh, one thing more, Fred. Huh? Did you ever hear of a man named Max Scarbo? Scarbo? No, I don't think so. Why? Oh, I'll tell you all about it later. I hope. I left Masterson's office and began a systematic tour of other consul's offices in town. English, French, Belgian, Italian, and so forth. I spent some hours at it, but got no lead on Max Scarbo. I began to think it was a phony name, which wasn't unlikely. I was walking down the Sharia El Mulik figuring what to do next, when I spotted the cab bearing down the street in my direction. Instinctively, I pulled back, waiting for something to happen, but nothing did. The cab came to an abrupt stop.
2: Well, I'll catch him for you, lady. You bet.
1: And the girl in the back seat, dark-haired, black-eyed, with the look of someone who knew a way around, flung open the cab door and called to me. Oh, Mr. Jordan. Oh, you, ...to shake me down, claiming he'd been hired by Emil Wellman to kill me. But it turned out Wellman couldn't have hired him because he was dead. On top of that, Scarbo himself turned up dead in the wetness of the Nile... Captain Sam Sabaya, Cairo police, was casting his eye at me. Well, Sam bundled me down to police headquarters, and I could tell there was something big working on his mind. I thought it strange when he walked me past his office to another office down the hall, urged me in while he stood in the open doorway. Inside, sitting behind the desk, was a big man with a cigar clamped between his jaws. This is the man, Mr. D'Angelino.
2: So that is Jordan. Thank you, Captain sebai Your cooperation is most appreciated. I shall ask for you again, if I need you.
1: Your pleasure, Mr. D'Angelino. Oh, wait a minute, Sam. You're not leaving. I am, Jordan. The matter of the Scarbo killing is not in my
2: hands. Goodbye. Please seat yourself, Mr. Jordan. Who are you? <laughs> my name is Vito D'Angelino. I'm of the secret Italian police. Here are my credentials. Look them over. I do not want any confusion as to my identity and... My power. The Egyptian government has been kind enough to allow me to handle the matter of the Scarbo killing in my own fashion. And you will learn that I am not a tender man. Yeah, all
1: right. The credentials look good. What do you want with me?
2: Why did you kill Max Scarbo? You're sort of a screwy cop, aren't you? Don't you want to know if I did it before you ask why? It should be apparent, Mr. Jordan, that I'm already convinced you did kill Max Scarbo. Now I must know why.
1: Uh, let's break it down, D'Angelino. First, what makes you think I did it?
2: Facts, Mr. Jordan. Facts. Now, this is a belt. The initials upon it are R.J. The fingerprints have been examined. It is your belt. You wish to know where it was found?
1: Oh, you're going to tell me anything. Anyway. Around
2: the throat of Max Scarbo. It is what killed him.
1: That doesn't mean anything. It could have been stolen.
2: Yes, it could have. So, more facts. These papers, Mr. Jordan, signed affidavits from members of named Felix Corey. Scarbo's death, however, lessens considerably my chances of apprehending Felix Corey. So, is it that you killed Scarbo because he threatened you or because you are in the employ of Felix Corey?
1: The Italian cop wasn't kidding, and I could tell he felt quite strongly Corey and I worked hand in hand. The setup was getting more entangled all the time, and I didn't know where to turn. Well, D'Angelino had all the weight, and so the move was up to him. When it came, it surprised me.
2: I will make a deal with you, Mr. Jordan. I will allow you to plead self-defense in the Scarbo killing and back up your claim if you reveal to me the whereabouts of Felix Corey.
1: Well, that's very sweet of you, but I don't know Corey, and I didn't kill Scarbo, so I won't take it.
2: You're still not impressed with my strength?
1: All I know is I didn't take care of Scarbo. And if you really think I did, you'll book me and we'll find it out in court.
2: Hmm. Who said anything about booking you? To keep me from walking out of here right now, you're going to have to. And where are you walking to?
1: That's my business.
2: All right. All right. Walk. But do not walk out of the city or your trouble shall increase.
1: It was easy to see why De'Angelina was letting me go. He figured I'd lead him to Corey, who I didn't even know. Well, what I was thinking about was Maria de Monti. She had a reason for lying, and I wanted to know it. I got to the lobby of her hotel in time to see her pick up an envelope from the hotel clerk. On it, I could just make out the emblem of Air France. I followed Maria up the stairs, and then as she unlocked the door to her room, I moved up fast.
2: Oh, Mr. George. Yeah,
1: that's right. Now, come on, inside. Yeah, that's better.
2: What do you want?
1: That's sort of a silly question, isn't it? You know what I want. I want to know why you lied to D'Angelino.
2: Lied? I don't believe I did.
1: Lady, I don't often go in for cuffing women around, but I could change my habits for you.
2: It would get you nowhere.
1: Maybe it wouldn't, but I'd feel better for it. Get out of here. I've got nothing to say to you. And i got plenty to say to you. I've been set up for the Scarbo killing from the very beginning. Truth is strange, you